Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. And we're back. And uh, we're back to play a clip to start this off with, too. Um, we're at a uh, Tech Value Electronics Superstore opening with the rest of the crew minus Nesmith. And here is their intro. Take it from us. We've been all over the universe. But we've never seen space age values like we've seen here at Tech Value Electronics Superstore. By Grabthar's hammer. What a savings. <laughs> all right. Yeah, let's hear it from the NSCA protector. <laughs> I fucking love. By grab Thor's hammer. What a savings. It's all about the pause, man. Like, it just. Uh, it's so good. It's so fucking miserable. Um, yep. uh, at this point, we see Brandon and his friends, who must have been at this opening just to see the crew. Uh, walking through the parking garage, and Jason Nesmith bumps into them, and he knocks uh, Brandon down. Um, during this exchange, they must have both dropped their Vox communicators, and Nesmith grabs them and hands one back to Brandon, apologizing, or as Brandon, who is apologizing to him. Uh, but Nesmith, he's on a mission, and he seems unfazed by this encounter and just keeps going through the parking garage toward the crew. Uh, once again, Brandon and his friends seem fairly disappointed. Yeah. Um, which... I, I still like it. Pisses me off they wanted to cut this whole Jason, or not Jason, Justin Long character out of this movie because like <clears throat> this movie like would not have worked without that. Oh, definitely not. I don't understand what their thought process was, but yeah, me, me, me either. But it really does save it. Um, 
I like I said in this when I do this movie for some reason the clips are all close together and fairly long, but then it goes on for a long time with no clips. <laughs> right. Um, but this is the one where uh, Nesmith is super excited to tell the crew about what he has just discovered. Thanks for coming out. Yeah. Do you know what time it is? Why do you even bother to show up at all? Guys, I was there. I was up there. Remember yesterday at the convention? Those people dressed like aliens? They were aliens. They were termites or, or Dalmatians. I can't really remember because I was kind of hungover. But what they built was extraordinary. It was a huge spaceship. I got to fight this guy named Sarah and I kicked his ass. I know what you're thinking, but I can prove it. They gave me this. No, 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 no. But, but can you talk to people in space on those? Protector, this is the commander. Over. Oh, for God's sake. I said it's time to go. This isn't mine. That kid, where's that kid? Begging your pardon, commander. We Lieutenant. come with news. Saris lives. Listen. He was able upon your departure to Tell make them. an escape. However, he has Saris. contacted us and wishes to negotiate a surrender. We humbly implore you to come negotiate the terms. Huh? They want me back. You want me back. Isn't this amazing? They want me back and I want you guys to go with me, please. Don't even think about it. Let's go. Yes! You're, you're, you're going. Alexander, this is not, I'm not kidding here. This isn't some kind of prank. I'm not kidding, no. Guys, guys, listen. Come on. Gwen, 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 stop. Come here. You know me. I'm a lot of things, but am I crazy? You know, it's one thing to treat us this way. It's another thing to do it to your fans. She's not a fan. This is a, this is a termite. You should have just let me hit him. Boy, I didn't know you could get that loaded. I think we should have just taken the gig. I mean, who knows the next time he'll ask us. But he was drunk. You really think he was talking about a job? So, uh, he walks up to them. Uh, he's still wearing that same fucking robe, isn't he? <laughs> same fucking shirt. I believe, yes. Yeah. I, think you're I, don't right. think he's, I don't think he's changed yet. I think he's still wearing the same fucking shit. No. Uh, at least he has pants on. Um, and they're all pissed off, obviously, about him not being there. And he I holds up Tommy's line. <laughs> yes. Should have just let me hit him. Just hit him. He holds up his communicator. They all hold up communicators also, which is kind of funny. Right. Um, then he realizes that Justin Long has the other one, or Brandon. Um, I keep forgetting to call him that because like, I just want to call him Justin Long. Um, so uh, as he's doing it, the Thermians appear behind him, which he keeps calling them termites and Dalmatians. <laughs> um, and he which is weird because he actually invites them he's like come on you think that like that would have been a dead giveaway to them like okay something must be going on because he's actually inviting them <laughs> um, they they decide to walk off Gwen gets mad at himself and he's abusing his fans and they go to the van and then they realize that like something's going on because he's drunk and asked them to help him <laughs> yeah um, so we see uh, now we're inside of this warehouse and guy is trying to like hit on some girl but, but she's like you live with your mother and just walks away <laughs> um the crew asks him where nesmith is he points uh them along the way and they walk into a room and see lalari standing there uh gwen says that they're coming too because they work together or they don't work at all lalari says oh great because he had me continue this transmission in case you change your mind um Guy comes in and says he wants to go too because he wants to be part of it. 
Uh, Fred is like over messing with the vending machine. Um, and the other four get gelled and take off after her hologram disappears. Uh, Fred's looking for change. Um, then he notices that everyone's gone. Um, so now we're on the ship, or not the ship, the space station. Um, and Gwen, Alexander, Tommy, and Guy all land up there, kind of shaking up and degel. Uh, I guess interstellar space travel in a basically condom is, is, is uh, scary. <laughs> um, as they're standing there, they start hearing these weird alien noises coming from behind a door. It opens up and reveals uh, three octopus creatures. <laughs> it's so good, though. Yeah, you know, more, oh, yeah. more uh, Stan Winston wizardry. Yes, and they actually almost cut those car- those uh, creatures out because really? um, someone didn't like them. Um, but for some reason, they they let them keep them last minute because like if they didn't, that would have like sucked. They're like they're already done. <laughs> like we already did all the work. Right. Yeah. No, the, yeah. the gag totally pays off in the sex scene later. Yeah. You know what I mean, like that was um, great. And, and the torture scene too. While yeah. they're uh, showing this in the Never Surrender documentary, Will Wheaton's on there talking, and he actually has an octopus tattoo on his arm. Oh, See, yeah? I saw this documentary, and I don't remember any of this shit. Yeah, we- Wheaton's Maybe talking was... about how he likes o- he loves octopuses, um, which they're not octopi. They're actually octopuses. So if you say octopi, you're a fucking idiot. Wow. Strong stance. Oh. Got it. Got it. I just got to get that out of there because they're octopuses. This is thing as octopi. Um, you know, I, I like my my uh, grammar. <laughs> wow. uh, anyways, um, sorry, I uh, lost no, my you, place. You just got super intense. I, know, I feel I, like something I, must I have that. happened. Like, like well, I, I got corrected on it once, and it was. Pretty I was going to say Joe is wrong a lot, and he knows he's right about this one. <laughs> Yeah, see, see, you know that I'm right when I actually get gonna, like all really like He's gonna fight it. for it. Okay, yeah. um, he will arm wrestle you for that shit. The the octopus creatures are all carrying various looking medical tools. I think one of them's like a Pap smear device that he's like putting in Gwen's right? face. Yeah, um, the crew is freaking out. Um, then the octopuses back off, and they realize the crew is scared and transform into what we've known the Thermians to look like up to this point. Uh, they apologize and say they forgot about their appearance generators, at which point Nesmith runs around the corner with a huge shit-eating grin. And it, um, um, when I wonder Sam if he Ro- put them up to that. Yeah, right? When uh, when Sam Rockwell screams, Oh yeah, <laughs> they didn't prepare anybody, so um, Sigourney Weaver's reaction was <laughs> she got the shit scared out of her because she didn't know he was going to scream like that. So Yeah, so Nesmith wants to give them a, uh, a uh, tour... Um, at which point guy just starts fucking screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, and as he does that, uh, Fred flies, Fred flies in, um, D gels and says, that was a hell of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, he's so relaxed. See, I you, fucking love right, him. So you said he's that stoned. this was originally going to be an R rated film. Yeah. I feel like they had to have cut out like at least 10 scenes of this guy smoking weed. Oh, they had to have. He is playing stoned, like, in every scene. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that's perfect. He's just like, oh, yeah, that's what, what's wrong with these guys? Like, yeah, he's like, hey, sorry, what's, what's wrong with them? <laughs> uh, Nesmith says, come on, and uh, leads them out of the, whatever that room's called in this in this uh, <clears throat> cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah. Um, I got another clip here of the crew meeting the Thermians. 
sure I can. Just keep shaking it off. It gets better. Hey, try some gum. We are. The 23rd quadrant of the gamma sector. There's a map in the corner. Oh. I'll show you. Come on. Welcome, my friends. This is Mathazar. He's their leader. I am Mathazar. On behalf of all my people, I wish to thank you from the deepest place in our hearts. Mathazar, this is uh, my crew. Dr. Lazarus. Lieutenant Madison. Young Laredo, how you've grown. Guy. You know us? No. I don't believe there is a man, woman, or child on my planet who does not. A year since we first received transmission of your historical documents, we have studied every facet of your missions and strategies. You've been watching the show? Lieutenant, historical documents. Historical documents from out here? Yes. The past hundred years, our society had fallen into disarray. Our goals, our values had become scattered, but since the transmission, we have modeled every aspect of our society from your example, and it has saved us. Your courage and teamwork and friendship through adversity. In fact, all you see around you has been taken from the lessons garnered from the historical documents. Is this a... a spaceship? No. This is a starport for the ship. Would you guys like to see the ship? <laughs> All right, so Joe and Doug, you guys, you, you know two things about me, okay? You know I'm a sensitive cat, and you know that I read way too deeply into things. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's this moment in this movie spoke to me in a in a big way because it's kind of like about fandom. Like we just did fanboys, and it was a similar feeling. You know what I yeah. mean? These aliens are like are uh you know such huge fans of what they're assuming is a documentary um they've modeled their entire lives after it it's kind of like a heartwarming way of saying like we've got these things that could be so important to us in geekdom you know what i mean and, right and right it's it was a cool lens to look at it through but yeah you know and star trek is one of those things man where it's like that's that's religion for people man like people that was one of the original conventions was a star trek convention right in like oh, yeah. a hotel lobby somewhere you know what i mean and and i just really i i know you're gonna get into this and we have more to go but i just love that aspect about this movie <coughs> so so much <coughs> i love the um dr lazarus dr lazarus <laughs> yeah tawny tawny and he kisses her hand sergeant tech sergeant chen <laughs> and you are I don't know you guy guy mm. guy they're like mm, guy <laughs> I fucking love it but it's oh. just it's kind of funny man because I've had that moment almost meeting people from movies and TV shows that were important to me as a kid where it's yeah. like you, you're just standing there all like oh my god yeah it's Jordy LaForge you right. know what I mean that like, makes total sense absolutely definitely 
So a door slides open to a turbo lift. Well, I don't know if they call it a turbo lift in this universe. But uh, <laughs> it descend, d- descends and then reveals the NSEA protector in all of its glory. Uh, the GQ theme plays. And Alexander says, it's real. Which, I really like the score for this, too. It, it's very Star Trekian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, they did a good job of paying homage to... to yeah, that, definitely. Yeah, the only Star Trek it doesn't remind me of, of course, is Enterprise. Well, yeah, because that was weird. Because I've got faith <laughs> of the heart. That was weird. I was like, what the fuck is this? Bro, the yeah. first time I, I watched that, I thought I had downloaded the wrong thing. Yeah, me too. I'm like, is this like... <laughs> There's a really funny... um. There's a group that does like acapella and they do like the Star Trek themes acapella and it's like a medley and they're going through them all and they're like original series, next generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager. Then all of a sudden it's like, I've got faith. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> the fucking funniest shit. Because <laughs> the rest of them are like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so like, that's ah, great. But anyways, so, um, um, uh, Alexander says it's all real. Um, then we're getting a tour of the ship. We see a generator room and the beryllium sphere that powers the ship. Um, which, you know what they always say, if you get a beryllium sphere in Act 1, you're going to get it again in Act 3, smoking. <laughs> <laughs> um, the crew ask Nesmith what the hell is going on. Uh, Nesmith says they're there to negotiate Cirrus' surrender. It's no big deal. Uh, Gwen says... They need to get out of here. They're actors. They're not astronauts. So Nesmith gives them like this kind of weird, like, you guys want to go home? Just say the word. We can go home. We can pay our bills, feed our fish, fall asleep in front of the TV, and miss out on all of this. Do you guys really want that? Does anybody really want that? <laughs> yeah. Um, we can drink some scotch, show our dick. Yeah, I can right. show you my dick again, watch some TV. Um, he uh, pleads to them, to tells them it's space, it's the role of a lifetime, and you guys want to leave. Um Mathazar uh, tells them they're preparing some of their esoteric dishes. Um, and Fred makes eyes at Lalari. Uh, Mathazar then shows them the barracks, which is very fucking long and full of Thermians who are all saluting. Yeah. It's a weird, like, depth. Like, I don't understand why, they, I don't know where they all fit. Like, how, where that fits in the ship. But anyways. Um... Nesmith walks in and tells him to be at ease. And Alexander's like, it's like throwing gasoline on a flame. <laughs> um, Guy is giving him this weird fucking look. Uh, and he's like, I'm just jazzed to be on the show. <laughs> I'm just jazzed to be on the show. That's a great line. Yeah. Um, next, we are on the command deck. Uh, there's more Thermian saluting. Uh, Mathazar says to the crew to take their positions. And they're still kind of in shock that this is fucking real. Um, so Nesmith is like, go to your stations. Uh, Tommy like looks at his station and goes, oh, I remember this. He, I had it all worked out. Uh, Nesmith is playing with kind of like the hand pad. Um, and then Mathazar asks the crew if, if like, or asks if some of the crew can be present for this historical event. And Nesmith's like, go ahead. Now, I have kind of a long, uh, uh, uh clip here. But it's only so long because you have to hear the fucking great Foley work that goes into this. <laughs> now, when they were filming it, in order to make the faces they had, uh, Dean Parasot would sit there 
in the in the room while they were like filming, and he would go, <laughs> like as I had oh, a high pitched loud voice, and they're all re- like their reactions are to him making this noise. <laughs> but uh, here is them departing in the NSCA protector. Commander, some of the crew has requested to be present at this historic event. <laughs> sure, bring him in. Pressure, huh? I'm glad I ain't the commander. <laughs> Laredo, take us out. Excuse me? <laughs> they designed those controls after watching you pick her out. <clears throat> right, right. Okay, right. Right. Take her out. just the way I, I'm seeing it. When that thing comes out, so it's scraping like the side of the wall. Oh, with, yeah. But when it comes out, there's a wing that sticks out like an extra hundred feet. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. I'm like, yeah. Because that's the yeah. nose, and then the wing is like way fucking further. I was thinking, I'm like, hmm. Yeah, it just didn't look right. Sorry, ILM. I, I, I respect you, but... Yeah, you know. I was. I, I thought about that too. I was, I was going to say something about that, so I'm glad you said it. Um, well, I mean, the whole ship is angled to the left. It wasn't just drifting to the left. The whole ship was angled. The nose was angled. So Yeah. You know. 
It was still pretty fucking bad. I love how like this like this yeah. historic event. Everybody's there. There's like hundred thousand Thermians standing in the space station, like saluting, and they just he fucking Lorena just scrapes the shit out of it. <laughs> but when they when they clap, like when he finally makes it out and they all clap for him, I like that even their claps look awkward. They're like, oh, you know, they're yeah, like, they're, they're like alligator fucking up and claps. down, right? Yeah. yeah, alligator claps. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And a bunch of Gator when, fans. I know. <laughs> That's another Tim Allen movie with Gator fans. Oh, oh, that's true. That's true. Tying it in. I'm going to do this thing um, as soon as I get some free time. I'm going to make an Excel sheet, and I'm going to go through every movie and list every actor in there, and I'm going to see which actor has been in the most movies we've done. Okay. That's cool. Just to kind of see, like, how many... Like, I know Tim Allen's, we've done two Tim Allen movies now, but I think Danny McBride, we've had him in, like, four movies or five yeah. movies. Yeah. So I'm wondering who's been in the most... Like, who's been in the the movies we've seen the most? Harrison Ford, hands down. Yeah, Harrison Ford. Yeah. He's been in at least four of them. He's been in four of them, yeah. Yeah. So, no, nah, it'd be pretty fun to uh, do that. Now, I'm not counting Harrison Ford's billboard in Fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cameo at best, right? Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, we next, we go to a mess hall, and they're eating... Um, Mathazar says they pr- program the food synthesizers to the regional menu of their birth. Uh, fucking most people are loving it, but Alexander is not loving his bugs oh, too. He got screwed. He got ticks. <laughs> Kept block ticks. <laughs> Just like mother used to make. Yeah. Um, Alexander asks about Cyrus and what he wants. Uh, Mathazar said he has heard about the device, the Omega 13. Uh, Tommy asks what it does. Mathazar says they don't know. Um, Link was hoping that they would enlighten us. <laughs> uh, Nesmith just bullshitting says they found it on an alien planet. They don't know what it does either. I also like that they're drinking blue milk. That's a nice little nod, oh, yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, Doug, you, you're going to get the yeah. opportunity oh, to do yeah. the same thing. Are you going to drink blue or green or both? No, I think I'll do the blue. And and just get the alcoholic version. Don't, don't go for the non-alcoholic. <laughs> okay. Um... Tommy Lowen used to put a little extra kick in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, did. yeah. Um, Tommy suggests that they should turn it on and see what it does. Uh, Mathisar does this weird like laugh gasp thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I can't tell if he's laughing or gasping. <laughs> oh, when they all laugh, so their tongues are going and stuff. Oh it's yeah, it's, oh, it's crazy. Insane. Yeah. Um, it's such a cool. It's almost like he. If you push all the air out of your lungs and then start your sentence, like that's how he delivers his Yes. Lungs. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Uh, Lank explains that at its heart, it's a reactor capable of unthinkable energy. If they were if they were mistaken in, in its construction, it would act as a molecular explosive that could cause a chain reaction that would obliterate all matter in the universe. Um, Nesmith then asks if Cirrus has seen the historical records. Mathisar says no, and thank God he has not. <laughs> Um, Nesmith, Nesmith asks how he knows about the Omega-13 device, and Mathisar says their former commander was not strong. Uh, Nesmith asks about this former commander, and Mathisar shows him a tape of what happened. It's one of the octopus creatures that Cyrus is torturing, um, and he says he's been doing it for three days, and if he still needs some incentives after three days of torture... Uh, the guy, the, the, the old commander says just kill him, and Sarah says he will kill him when he grows weary of the noises he makes. Oof. Right. That's, yeah, that's pretty rough. Um, at this point, 
the crew uh, the crew starts running away. They're like, fuck this, we're out of here. <laughs> uh, Nesmith tells them to give them some time to think. Um, but they just like, nope, nope, we don't need to think about shit. And, um, so he tells Mathazar that they want to leave, but Mathazar says they can't depart because Cyrus would definitely 100% destroy anything that's leaving the ship right now. So you kind of might... You know, you might want to just rethink this whole leaving shit for a second. Yeah. Um, and that's because Cirrus is apparently, uh, you know, here now. So they are kind of fucked. Yeah, he would definitely blow them flying condoms out the sky, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. The flying condoms. That's what it looks like, too. Um, <laughs> so uh, Mathazar says their presence is required on the command deck. And we get our next encounter with Cirrus, which I have a clip of. There's nobody here. While my people are talented scientists, our attempt to operate our own technologies under tactical simulation have been disastrous. I have raised Cirrus on Zeta frequency. Mathazar, my We meet help. again, Commander. Hello, Cirrus. How you doing? Uh, better than my lieutenant. He failed to activate the ship's neutron armor as quickly as I'd hoped on our last encounter. Yeah, well, you know, I'd, I'd like to say I'm real sorry about what happened before. The whole thing was just a, a, just a misunderstanding. Deliver the device to me, or I will destroy your ship. You know, um, we'd like to do that, but frankly, Sarah, sir, we don't know what it is or even where it is. You have ten seconds. I don't, 10 seconds, I don't, there, you know, okay, gosh darn it, I give up, it's yours, you can have it, you have to give me a minute to put it in a box for you, okay, Gwen, don't panic, I've dealt with this guy before, he's as stupid as he is ugly, come here, Jason, not now, Gwen, sit, 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 Send everything we can in, all right? Jason! Not now, Gwen! Push these red buttons and send everything we have towards you, okay? Okay. All right, Gwen! Put me back on. Well, I'm trying to tell you, you are back. Perhaps I'm not as stupid as I am ugly, Commander. <sighs> gave you the kill gesture. Yeah, no, you gave me the word dead signal. I was agreeing with you. Like, I know where the hold button is. Hey, guys. Th there's a red uh, thingy moving toward the green thingy. What? Red thingy moving toward the green thingy. I think, I think we're the green thingy. A little present for you, Commander. We gotta get out of here. Move the ship. Turn it. Move it. So, uh, Cyrus is back on screen. They're going to negotiate with him again, but, you know, after watching the commander get, you know, tortured, they are kind of, like, a little out of it. So, uh, Nesmith, like, is trying to apologize and, like, say he fucked up last time, but, uh, of course, you know, it's not going over so well. And I really like how Cyrus does his best, like, Travis Butler helmet on a stick impersonation <laughs> with his lieutenant. Ruthless, man. Ruthless. See, Butler needs to make a one of those next. Like, take 
you know, you should suggest this to him. Tell him to make the Galaxy Quest, you know, Cirrus Lieutenant on, on, a, on a stick. That's an advanced move. I will see. I don't know if he's yes. seen this movie or if he's a fan, but yeah, we'll we'll bring it up, man. Yeah, yeah. We need to we need to talk to him about this because uh, that that can make a thing. Um, he tells uh, Gwen to basically put it on hold, um, but she of course can't, and he just goes on talks about how fucking <laughs> stupid he is. Um, get ready to launch missiles at him, which of course isn't gonna work. Um, so uh, of course you know Sarah's been there the whole time watching him, <laughs> and he's like. Uh, Fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. And you start shooting at him. Um, so, Ceres fires a volley of missile towards the protector. Uh, they're getting pretty fucking torn up, and Nesmith tells Tommy to get them out of there. Ceres uh, turns to follow them and says, thrust a head full and fire at them. And Nesmith tells Tommy to go more fast. <laughs> um, I do have another clip here. This is where the clips are going to get... Well after this clip there's a big break because I decided at this point I'm like fuck I'm playing too many fucking clips <laughs> so the entire next scene which should have been like a clip I decided not to do just out of spite of me doing too many clips <laughs> so uh, I'm going to read the whole next scene but here's here's one of the crew in action running away go faster Tommy I'm going faster can't catch it you should be behind it movie really succeeds for me and I'll tell you why because everybody's delivering their lines in the same like frenetic urgent way and you got Shaloop he cuts in with his like hey man (laughs) just FYI just FYI like it's just it's perfect yeah I I love it and like they're doing the the typical like Star Trek bangers and shit like we're like everyone's shaking they're falling apart the the consoles are blowing up um, I mean, it's very Star Trek-esque um, here. And, uh, like, he presses the turbo button, they fucking burn off the engine. She repeats the computer, and she says she's repeating the fucking computer. <laughs> it's like they all fall into their fucking TV roles, like like they're yeah. acting. Like Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah, like it's just natural. natural for them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like muscle memory kicking back in. Yeah. Um, we also get a uh, little bit of an Easter egg here that's going to show up later that the mines are magnetic, and that's kind of important. But that was like a really, you know, you watch these kinds of films and and they have to do this like this dump of information and some. Yeah. We've talked about this in previous episodes. There are movies that do it very badly. Like the exposition is is just sloppy. Yeah. And this yeah. this felt very natural. It was a quick little like, hey, you know, I think they're magnetic. That's all the information you needed to move on to the the payoff later. And Correct. it was it was very well done. Yeah, I like that. I, I was starting to type this one up again, and I'm like, fuck, it's just better if I play this because like I can't really like ex- like write in words what's actually happening here. Yeah, there was a um, lot going on in a you know, thirty seconds, forty seconds. Yeah, so I just I was like, let me just play this. It's going to have to be done. Um, so they make it through the minefield, but the ship is pretty fucking uh, worse for the wear. Um, Sarah says like he's not going to follow them. He just patience, it'll be rewarded. Um, the ship uh, starts to settle, and they start to recover and assess the damage. Tommy has a broken arm. He does some fucking screams, too. You was like, well, guy screaming. Tommy also fucking screams <laughs> yeah, a lot. I know. Yeah. yeah, I think it's the Battle of the Bitch Scream. <laughs> um, Mathisar says he's going to take him to the medical quarters. Um, and Alexander is going to see if there's a fucking pub. Uh, yeah. Which I wish we would have got the payoff of like an Oprah Winfrey looking. Uh, I'm not Oprah. Whoopi Goldberg. Whoopi Goldberg. Looking, yeah. Looking, yeah, looking fucking. Uh, that would have been great. But um, like a Guinan. Um, so um, the computer, like they're in a, like a briefing room, and the fucking computer is starting to like go over all the fucking damage on the ship. Um, Nesmith starts to ask about the engine, but the computer is just ignoring him. So Nesmith looks at Gwen, and she asks, which of course the computer answers her right away. Uh, the computer is like. The beryllium sphere is fractured under stress. So then she literally repeats the same answer the computer just gave to Nesmith. <laughs> the Nesmith asks, this is another scene I wanted to fucking play, but I was like, I just played this scene. I can't just back-to-back play scenes. <laughs> um, so Nesmith asks if it can be repaired. She asks the computer. It says it's not repairable. They need a new source of beryllium. She tells Nesmith. Then Alexander <laughs> like says that he broke the ship. Um, Nesmith then asks if there's a replacement sphere on board. She repeats that to the computer. The computer says negative. She repeats that to him. And then Tommy says that her repeating is getting really fucking annoying. Um, she's like, I have one job on the ship, and it's stupid, but I'm going to do it, okay? <laughs> That's a great line. Like, I really wanted to, like, clip this, but I was like, I just played, like, four clips in a row. I can't do any more clips. I'm like, this is when I got mad at this movie. I'm like, stop giving me so many fucking clips in a row. I'm like, spread them out a little more. Um, Matthew and... Our Mathazar and the Thermians come in. They're kind of defeated, but they're still saluting. Um, and they apologize for failing them. Nesmith asks, how did you guys fail us? And he's like, well, we've seen you victorious in much more desperate situation. The fault must lie with them and the ship. Uh, Nesmith says, no, it's not their fault. He blames himself. Um, and Gwen's like, they don't, they're not who like they think they are, but they don't seem to understand uh, Alexander asks if they have TV shows, theaters, films on their planet. Uh, Mathazar refers to the historical documents and says that they are now trying to uh, um, basically document their own history, learning from their example. And Gwen tries to like tell them that all shows aren't historical documents. She goes, haven't you guys ever seen Gilligan's Island? And they all get real fucking <laughs> grim. Sad. <laughs> They're like, all those poor people. people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that makes me laugh so much. Um, 
So I, I kind of at this point I'm realizing that the Thermians just like they're very naive, like very innocent. They don't really, they don't really get you know a lot of the shit. Uh, Gwen asks if there's anyone on their planet who behaves contrary to reality. Uh, Mathisar says, "Oh, you're speaking of deceptions and lies. They have only recently become aware of this concept in their dealings with Cirrus. Often Cirrus says one thing but does another." Promises mercy, but delivers destruction. It's a concept they are beginning to learn at some great cost. But if they're saying any of them have traits in common with Cirrus... It's her fucking laughing. He looks around, everyone else starts laughing too. And then even Guy starts laughing, which is kind of fucking weird. Fred comes onto the screen and says they found some beryllium on a nearby planet. They might be able to get there if they reconfigure the solar matrix in parallel for endothermic propulsion. Uh, what do you think? Everyone looks at Nesmith, and he says, yeah, we'll do that. Uh, Fred looks at the guys and, and tells them they're right again and gives them a fucking hug. <laughs> um, I do like that they're using what was referred to in Star Trek as techno-babble jargon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where they just say a bunch of random big words to make it sound important. Um, 100%. And, like, this this whole sequence leads up to what, to me, is the homage to, like, the original series. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, all of the series did this, though. Like, everyone goes to this fucking planet. I don't know what it is. They always go to the same fucking planets. Like, this was filmed in Utah at a, a national park. Yeah. Instead of the one that they filmed the Star Trek ones at. Yeah, that's just, that's in, in Cali, right? Yeah. Yeah, but this one's a Utah. It's some kind of valley in Utah. They had to get special permission to film there. Oh, okay. Um, so the protector's approaching this planet, um, and now we meet Quellick, played by Patrick Breen. Um, he's talking to to Alexander, but keeps referring to him, of course, as Doctor Lazarus, and tells him how humbled he is to, to be in his presence. He said he's he studied his missions extensively, and even though he is Thermian, he lives his life by his philosophy, the code of the Maktar. Yeah. Alexander says, oh, that's very nice. <laughs> uh, Quillick uh, says, by grab Thar's hammer, Alexander cuts him off real quick. Don't do that. Uh, Quillick apologizes, um, and Alexander's like, just just don't do it. Uh, now we're in a loading bay where there's a shuttle with a hatch opening. Um, they walk in, and Mathazar's like, never give up, never surrender. And this is a salute. Um, Guy, Nesmith, and Gwen all salute him back. And as they're loading onto the ship, Quellick gives Alexander a surface mapper. He says he's loaded it with the location of a sufficient beryllium sphere and wishes them good luck. The shuttle now is launching towards the planet's surface. Uh, everyone except for Fred looks pretty fucking nervous. He, he's just sitting there eating a fucking, like, cheese, like, <laughs> stick snack. Yeah. It's like... It's not cheese stick. It's like a stick that you dip in cheese. I can't remember yeah. what those things were called. I know oh, they had a name. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, you're going to... Some Fuck. of them were like crackers that had a little red stick, and the red stick was to scoop the cheese out, and then you put the cheese on the crackers. Oh, but I can't remember what those things were bad. fucking called. But you I used had, to eat them all okay. the time. You had your Dunkaroos. Okay. That was well, your, they had Dunkaroos with the can't like, the cookie one. Yeah, I'm the like, one. So, so this goes back to the fucking Just Surprise Me argument. Those were the cookies. These are the crackers. They're two <laughs> fucking different crackers. things. Oh, God. What were they? Fuck. I, I can't remember. I was trying to remember this earlier today, and I could not remember for the life of me I what it was. I cannot help you guys. Don't know. 
Um, but I used to eat them all the time when I was a kid. They were great. Um, they were basically just like Captain's crackers with fucking cheese. Or right. you can get pretzels. There was one that came with pretzels too. Pretzel sticks. And that that was a Tony Shalhoub sort of ad lib request that he be eating. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was so stoned. So they wanted he, he wanted his, him to be his snacking. Face. Off He's just enough. like smiling and like everyone else is like fucking like freaking out. Yeah. Uh I love it. He's just so fucking chill. Um so guys, like I wanna go back and Alexander says, Not after the fuss you made, you're about getting left behind. <laughs> but guy's like, Well, um, it's because I'm the guy who's supposed to get killed right away. Nesmith's like, You're not gonna die and guy's like, Well, do you know what my last name is? Um <laughs> and like, of course nobody knows. He's like, Because my character isn't important enough for a last name because he's gonna die five minutes in. Gwen's like, you have a last name. And Guy's like, do I? Do I? <laughs> For all they know, he's just crewman number six. Um, Alexander just very, like, um, pissed off. He's like, are we there yet? Uh, we see the shuttle break the clouds. Um, and they come in for a surprisingly smooth landing while Fred's still eating snacks with a shit-eating grin. <laughs> um Fred then opens the back door and guys freaking out about it being an alien planet and you know how it may not have air. Uh, Fred just like takes a few like breaths in and says, well, seems okay to me. Yeah, that was, I like that. I mean, too, he's like, <laughs> seems okay. <laughs> uh, they exit to the ship onto this desolate rock desert planet. Um, and Nesmith asks Alexander, okay, which way do we go? Alexander pulls out the mapper and confidently points and says, This way! Uh, a few steps later, he realizes it's upside down. He says, Wait, nope, it's that way. <laughs> I like Tommy's line. Um, Tommy uh, realizes, like, You're holding it upside down. With all that makeup, I thought you were actually smart for a second. <laughs> uh, Guy, of course, is still freaking out. And Nesmith tells him to use some self-control. And Gwen's like, oh, that's kind of funny coming from the guy that slept with every Turekian slave girl and moon princess on the show. <laughs> um, Nesmith is like saying something about her being some supportive, but then he gets he cuts himself off right away as he sees this mining facility. Um, Gwen asks where the miners are at, and Guy says something bad happened here. Uh, Nesmith has these crazy binoculars that he can like kind of zoom in with, and he locates the beryllium. Uh, they walk down to the mining facility and they spot some small aliens and they hide. Uh, Gwen says they look like children and uh, Alex asks, uh, uh, Alexander asks if they could possibly be the miners and Fred says, yeah, they look like they're three years old. <laughs> Which they all look at him fucking... <laughs> he goes, I said miners, not miners. <laughs> <laughs> Which I love that fucking joke. I don't know why I love oh, that no, joke Oh, no, it's so much. a great joke. It's just a great dumb joke. Absolutely. Yeah, I laughed out great... loud at that one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like an idiocracy where um, she goes, can you get me over there? And he picks her up and puts her across the room. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, some who's on first shit right there. Just, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Fred's like, you lost me. <laughs> Guy, guys <laughs> over there, I don't like this at all. Gwen's like, oh, they're so cute. I know. she's She starts leaning out the wave high. Yeah. <laughs> Gwen's like, yeah, they're cute now, but in a second, they're going to get mean. They're going to get ugly somehow, and there's going to be a million more of them. <laughs> um, a hurt alien starts creeping out, and you can just tell Gwen's heartstrings are, like, getting pulled. She starts to go, she's like, hi. The guy, like, grabs her back. He goes, yeah. have you ever watched the show? <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Other aliens appear to be helping the hurt one, but they start whispering to each other and reveal their teeth, and then they start attacking it. Um, At this point, the crew runs off, and they come up with a plan, which I have audio for. Wait a minute. We're not going anywhere without a beryllium sphere. We need a plan. Fred, we need a diversion to clear the compound of those things. Then Alex and Gwen and I will go get a sphere. Tommy, get up on that ridge. If you see him come back, give me a signal, all right? Why does this sound so familiar? Assault on Voltrex 3, episode 81. We're doing episode 81? What about the one with the hologram, the wall of fire? Well, how the hell is Fred supposed to project a hologram? Are we doing episode 81 or Is not? it just a rough plan, guy? What difference does it make if it's episode 81 or not? Because I died. An episode 81! Episode 51, right? 51. Thank you, Chris. Why are you listening to this fellow? May I remind you, he's wearing a costume, not a uniform. He's no more equipped to lead us than this fellow. No offense. Look, they're gone. Where'd they go? I don't know. Nobody was watching. All right, all right, listen up. Here's the plan. Gwen, Fred, Alex, and I will go down to the sphere. Fleetman, you set up a perimeter, and Tommy, your lookout. You see anything at all, you give us a signal, all right? What kind of a signal? Any kind of signal. Okay, I'll do my hands like this. Call! Call! What are you, an infant? Look, we have these. Room help. Uh-huh. It helps. Where's your gun? Oh. So, they're going to break up and, and try to get the Berlium Sphere and send two guys up for a lookout. I love how she goes, let's get out of here before Guy dies. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, of course, flipping out because he died in episode 81, even though earlier in the movie he said he died in episode 82. So. Right. That's a continuity error. Although he does say episode 82 takes place in 1981. But. Continuity. Um, so. Uh, I like. Uh, Tommy's like. Ka. Ka. Is this noise he's going to make? <laughs> he's like. Desmond's like. We have communicators. Right. <laughs> um, uh, get fucking Nesmith doing these weird rolls around like. For no reason whatsoever, except to yeah, get dirty. he was doing the Spock rolls. It was great. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome for us, but for he drops his gun somewhere right. apparently. Um, so Tommy's up on the ridge watching out with a uh, guy. Uh, Nesmith, Gwen, Alexander, and Fred all find a spear, um, and Nesmith's like, "Never give up, never surrender." And the other's like, oh, "Shut up." <laughs> um, they start rolling the spear. Uh, and Tommy and Guy are running down the hill, calling loudly and urgently. Yes. <laughs> They're like, run, run, they're coming. Call, call. <laughs> then a bunch of aliens just pop out of nowhere. Um, they're running back to the ship, rolling the sphere. For some reason, at this point, Fred has a paper bag with grease all over it. I don't know where the fuck that is. <laughs> yeah, where did that, you're right. <laughs> like, where that came from or what it is, but he has it at this point. Uh, maybe that's the rest of his food. Like, it's a hamburger from Five Guys or something. Probably. Uh, so, uh, they, uh, Nesmith's like, don't look back. So, of course, Gwen does. Uh, she sees hundreds of the aliens and just screams. Um, and they roll the sphere uh, into the shuttle and uh, load in with it. Uh, Nesmith hangs towards the back of the shuttle. 
Um, and Tommy says it's going to take them a few seconds to take off. Alexander is kind of mad and jealous because Nesmith is trying to protect them and be the hero and get the spotlight. So Nesmith punches him. Um, and as the door is closing, Nesmith gets pulled out and the ship takes off. Uh, and Tommy says he can't stop it because it's on autopilot, which now explains why he landed it so smoothly earlier. <laughs> it's true. Uh, the aliens have Nesmith in sort of this kind of weird, like, stage diving-like position where they caught him. Um, and uh, they're climbing up the ship as it's launching, and they go flying off the ship in, like, a funny fashion. Um, Alexander looks out as they fly off at Nesmith and says, It's always about him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great one. Um, we get this weird kind of, like, view of the aliens looking down at, or him looking up at the aliens, and they're like, it's it's actually subtitled at this point, and it says, uh, it, they say, he kind of looks like a child. What is he? I don't know, but hit him in the head with a rock. We're going to eat him. <laughs> so, so yeah. Nesmith gets hit in the head with a rock. <laughs> um, and he wakes up later, lying in the uh, sand with some weird uh, pig monster thing. It grunts at him, and the small aliens are on the rock chanting something that sounds like Gurignak, Gurignak, Gurignak. Um, and I just realized I forgot to pull this clip, so I'm going to launch it up here in my main track. Because um, the crew, at this point now, is running into the transporter deck. Which I'm calling it transporter, even though I know it can't be called that because it's not Star Trek. <laughs> um, but they are uh, radioing down to to get a hold of Nesmith and find out what's going on. And hopefully this plays at the exact right spot, because here we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, Gwen, you got me. Thank God. Are you okay? Yeah. That's a fact. I've got Grignac staring me in the face right now. But you know what? I think I can take it. Oh. oh. Jason, we're going to use the digital conveyor to get you out of there. The digital conveyor? Yeah. You're going to have to get diced into cubes and sit up there in a million pieces? Right. Well, you know what? I think I'll take my chance with Grignac! We're getting you out right now. It's perfectly safe, isn't it, Ted? It has never been successfully tested. What did he say? Hold, please. <laughs> Theoretically, the mechanism is fully operational. However, it was built to accommodate your hmm, anatomy, not ours. But now that Tech Sergeant Chen is here, he can operate it. It was designed watching his motions from the historical documents. <sighs> I, uh... I mean, I can't. I, I, I can supervise. Jason, we're gonna test it. On what? How about that pig lizard? Hey, I'm not alright with the pig lizard. Please, Fred. And hurry. I'm sorry. It's very exciting to watch the master at the controls. The operation of the conveyor is much more art than science. Stand back, Jason. But the animal is inside out. I heard that. It turned inside out? And it exploded. Did I just hear that that animal 
turned inside out, and then it exploded? Hello? Hold, please. Hey, wait a minute, guys, guys. If the pig lizard is gone, why are they still young Garignac? Ted, hit the translation circuit. I don't think the pig lizard was Gorgnak. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, darn. Come on, please. They based it on your hand movement. <laughs> Am I the only one who saw that thing in play? No, 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 no. I'm not the guy. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a tech sergeant jet. I'm afraid of Quan. I'm not even, Quan's not even my real name. Fred's anything. no good, Jason. You're just going to have to kill it. Kill it? So I'm open to any suggestion. Open the eyes like in episode 22. It doesn't have any eyes, Tommy. I'm putting mouth in the throat. It's vulnerable spot. It's a rock. It doesn't have any vulnerable spot. I know. You construct a weapon. Look around you. Can you form some sort of rudimentary lathe? A lathe! Get off the line, gang! Look at you, my advisor, advise me! Well, you're just gonna have to figure out what it wants. What is its motivation? It's a rock must have motivation. This is your you are never serious about the craft. Jason, I'll just, I'll just mess it up. You did it before you saw the show. Do it now. It was the show. I'm not that guy. Fred, you never forgot a line. You never missed the bar. Oh, oh. It's not me anymore, man. Here's you, Fred. You just stop trying. You can do this. I know in my heart you're gonna save my life. fucking clip that was a long fucking clip <laughs> i got a question for you joe yeah. how is the crew watching footage of uh of justin on the on the planet surface well they they have satellite camera satellite cam what satellite like satellite imagery it's on the ship satellite so ship okay all right they could they could zoom in and see him i don't know man Took me out of it. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was like, he's a that's drone. A, it's like he's a fucking a crane shot of Tim yeah. Allen running around with his shirt off. Yeah, I mean, you were cool with the pig monster lizard thing. I you was cool with the was. giant rock monster, which looked like something out of the Neverending Story. This was the only CGI that I ran into in this movie. This is this is when you could tell, like, all right, we're still in the in the nineties. Like, yeah, it wasn't terrible though. Oh, it was not right. the worst. Not the worst. I preferred the the pig lizard to the rock monster for sure. Yeah, pig, you could tell the pig lizard was like uh, practical. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
But you know, the rock monster it doesn't have any vulnerable weaknesses. I like how fucking like Alexander's like things trying to figure out what its motivation is. <laughs> and he's like, you don't respect the craft. <laughs> I noticed something else with the rock monster. I, I feel like this is like the crew of this movie is obsessed with the characters showing their dicks. This, <laughs> this, this thing is made of boulders and someone, you know, in the art department put a little rock in between his legs and I know it was on purpose. I know it was. Pause the scene. It's worth it. Uh, okay. That's pretty funny. Oh, Every, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. He's got a little dinghy. He's got a little, little boulder. Yeah. Even in uh, the stills, you can see it. It's a little nubbins. That's pretty funny. Yep. That's uh, right. Yeah. So they they he's fighting these monsters. They di- they digitize the pig thing which turns inside out and it explodes. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking love that line. Uh yes. it's inside out and it exploded. I know he was said it gleefully. <laughs> uh he, he reminds me of like a Simpsons character or something. Yeah. Um, I can't think of which one. It's very comic book guy. Comic book guy. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. That's who he sounds like. I'm trying to figure out who he sounds like. And he exploded. <laughs> um, so, Fred's not very confident, which is the first time in this entire movie that he's fucking shown any sign of anything but being high. <laughs> um, but the second Lilari walks in, he kind of gets his shit together, zips his collar up, and he's uh, he's getting back at it. And, uh, you know, we see the rock monster chasing uh, Nesmith around, and he's yelling, digitize me, digitize me, digitize me. Then the rock monster falls on him, and we have to go to commercial. So if you're uh, listening to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, you obviously love movies. Uh, I do, too, because I host this podcast. And um, my pedal company, 37FX, um, definitely has a movie theme. So if you're looking for really cool guitar pedals and the bonus of having some uh, fun movie themes, uh, hit up the website, 37FX.com. That's the word 30, the number 7.com. Uh, you can find things like the Fat Guy Little Coat Fuzz and uh, soon to be released, the Tombstone Treble Boost. Both, both based on some fantastic movies. So, uh, you know, hit the website up. We've got some great sound samples on there. And um, you can also hit me up um, through Facebook or Instagram uh, with any questions you have. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs> 